What's up, my Megan McCain's? What's up, my Drew Brees? Welcome to Time is a Flat Circle, a look at how humans keep getting it wrong, and man, have we fucked up this time. America's <laughs> in shambles, and it's not because of a pandemic, it's because we are all complicit in systemic racism that is terrorizing uh, our citizens and the world as a whole. This is the biggest civil rights movement I think that has ever existed in the world. Um, and that's a verifiable fact, babies. So let me throw it over to uh, the darkest in this group. And I just want to preface this by saying none of us uh, have any experience being black or really have any experience delving into uh, racist subcultures of America as a whole. We might have dabbled, gotten our toes wet because we're slightly Mexican, but Andre, you're the most apparently Mexican. So let's start there. How you been doing? Uh, I am good in the sense that I just don't leave my apartment, which is pretty normal uh, for me at this point in life. Um, yeah, clearly things have gone horribly wrong, and <clears throat> I look forward to talking about it tonight. I'm going to throw it to both Adrian and Hondo, who are going to now talk over each other at the same time. <laughs> go, go first, Hondo. Go first. <laughs> No, I don't want to be wrong, Adrian. Go ahead. Let me. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I take that back. I'll go ahead and speak first, so that way you can tell me how wrong I am. Um, what's going on, guys? It's Hondo, live from San Antonio, like always. Gonna feel somewhat like a minority in, in this group of Mexicans because I'm actually Peruvian, uh, not Mexican, but I guess we're all part of the same family, right? Um, Boo. I, think I've, <laughs> I think I've said enough for Adrian to pounce on, so I'll go ahead and pass it over to him. I, I just wanted to point out that he went first, which was showing his privilege. His Peruvian yeah. privilege. Peruvian <laughs> it's because i'm it's because i'm the lighter complexion adrian that's why and that gets us started this has been a crazy <laughs> week <laughs> uh crazy weekend more than anything i don't know if it's something that just can be expected i mean after you see how much history is behind all that's going on it's wild that this hasn't happened sooner and then the fact that it has happened before and just uh completely fell right back into the place where it was before is even more upsetting. <clears throat> and I don't really know how to contextualize this in terms of our narrative that this is a flat circle, but I think we're going to try. I think there's some places we can start. How much do you think this kind of thing is driven by the fact that we have such, I guess, accessible information and not just information but the fact that everyone's got a, a phone in their hand that can record and capture video i don't know how many people i've heard have said this before i don't know who the first one to have actually gone on record as saying it but racism isn't happening more it's just being recorded now might have been will smith let's attribute it to him i'll, I'll give it to i'll give it to will smith <laughs> how do y'all feel about that is that 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 has to be a true sentiment that we can all agree on. Let's start on a place of of, <laughs> of agreement first before we we start delving into the the societal topics that we definitely will. Is it just being recorded more? Do you think it's more prevalent than it has been in the past ten years? Definitely not in the past four hundred because we had you know slavery in this country and everything. But what do y'all think? I'll go first. <laughs> um, it's I would say it's either happening the same amount or it's happening less. But like you said, we are seeing it more which I think is what's what's doing this, right, is that communities have known that this is a problem and they've experienced it for a long time. And now that everyone else is seeing it, it's helping people to become allies or to actually realize, like, hey, this is a problem, or just continue blatantly denying that it's an issue and it never happened. And this this has been a staged thing that three cops put together with one of their friends or whatever the fucking theory is. Um, but I do think that that's, that's what, I mean, we're just seeing it so much more now and it's like that with anything, you know, it, it's, you see so much more of any content that you want, or sometimes you don't want because there's so much media out in the world. And it's also kind of, I guess, upsetting to me is the fact that there's so many people using like anecdotal evidence as their justification for, um, why it's not as big of a deal as these people who have lived their entire lives being black are saying that it is like it's it's wild that as a white person you can just say like well i this happened to me one time so that disputes your entire existence <laughs> I once as a whole was bumped it obviously a can't be that bad 
yeah. <laughs> like it, it's wild just seeing how many people stick to their guns on that point um i i don't know and then I, like and, what, uh, that's the what i don't understand is maybe, and maybe it's because we grew up in the mexican culture and i would say we're halfway right like we're definitely not as oppressed as african americans are especially over the course of history um but i do think well I, we all speak English without an accent, so yeah, it, it's. I, I think if anything, yeah. we can be unless as Texas. unless you get Hondo drunk. <laughs> true, true, very true. It, it comes out. Sorry, uh, and even even then, it's more it's more endearing than anything. <laughs> no, but, but in, just, in the in the same vein, hold, hold on, Hondo. I'll get to you in a, in a second. Just wait your turn. <laughs> uh, in the in the same vein and in the same breath that I'm saying it's it's upsetting to hear anecdotal evidence, I do want to get Andre, as uh, w- the person with the darkest complexion of all of us. Ha- do you have any anecdotal stories where like it, it was something that that made you think? Because we all just for everyone's reference, we all grew up in San Antonio, a majority uh, Mexicano city. Like it, it's yeah. it's hard to find someone who doesn't eat tacos and. Uh, conversational spanish in san antonio so it it really has never been an issue of how you look i think it's like more so how in tune you are to the hispanic culture uh, that'll get you in trouble in in a place like san antonio it's just almost homogenous um and i'm speaking to that point as a a mexican-american living in, in that environment so obviously take that with a grain of salt because i don't know what it's like to be to be white or black in san antonio but um andre you 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 left san antonio you're in houston now and you've been around houston and you've been other places too you've had experiences in in other cities and everything uh traveling for work and all that so any time in your life have you felt anything that you could attribute to some kind of racism every single day yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, the plight so I, I obviously I can't prove if like somebody yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. was racist, um, but yeah, like as a kid I would get pulled over and the cop would come up to the window and be like, you know why I stopped you, boy? And like, I don't know if that was just a thing that he called everyone. He was just like looking down upon anyone he pulled over. But when it's coming from a very large white man with a gun, you know, I'm obviously like I I don't know what I did. Uh, also turned out I didn't do anything wrong there and I got stopped for no reason. So that kind of, uh, I guess, helps the <laughs> argument that maybe he pulled me over because I was brown. Um, I've definitely gotten the, like, the looks and the stares, you know, when you're in a really nice part of town and maybe you're not dressed as well um, or you're working for a Spanish radio station and you're in a really nice part of town and people are looking at you like, what are you doing here? Um, not realizing that, like, all of their neighbors are Mexican nationals who listen to the station. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing like direct or very overtly, um, racist, but yeah, when I travel to see my friends in Ohio, like you get certain looks depending on where you go. And Adrian, I would say it's, it's, it's kind of similar. Like, I, I think I've been in an experience with you like that and we're not at all. I don't think, uh, I don't know. Actively. You, you guys are the Mexican. whitest Mexicans I know. Yeah. 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 Well, so, uh, I will say this, like, and I think Andre kind of like hit the nail on the head in terms of like looking like maybe you don't belong in some of these nicer, quote unquote, nicer parts of town. Because I, looking at the statistics, like when you look at like the police killing unarmed civilians, like and whatnot, it, like, yeah, sure, it doesn't look like a a racial problem in, in terms of like the raw numbers. It actually looks like uh, white cops killing unarmed black civilians those numbers have actually gone down over like the last decade but the fact that there's numbers at all and those numbers actually look pretty bad across the board i think really highlights uh, the reason why there seems to be so much support seems to be so much like um, there's not a lot of people having to apologize for these protests even though there's like a lot of bad elements in the protests from like Nike and all these other people doing social media because I do think it to a certain extent it's a it's a class issue parading as like a racial issue right like these cops are here protecting property against people do, like not supposed to be there or like making the 
the well-off people that want to have their little walled garden uncomfortable, right? Like that's that's kind of I think what the majority of society has slowly started to realize. Like, yeah, uh, black people are in unjustly targeted, unjustly targeted for those types of things, but that's because they they have like uh, an outside signifier of of class, at least stereotypically, that's easy to identify versus clothes or some, something else, right? Like, you can't change the color of your skin, uh, at least not easily. <laughs> and, and I think that that becomes a problem. I get that. I get that. I, I kind of see where you're going. I want to go further into this, but I, I do want to get to the, the last member of our group, Hondo. I wanted to save you for last because you have, I guess, the most, um, I, I want to say apt uh piece of identity which is that you have a family that owns an establishment that is a pillar of a community in san antonio that is uh i guess in danger of something <clears throat> happening to it because of what's going on just in the protest uh by themselves and, and exactly what the the reasoning behind that is and and how you feel about it being i guess personally attached to it and having some kind of I don't know, familial attachment to it too, because that that's always been, even if you don't want it to be, I mean, that's part of your identity uh, from when you were in high school to, to now. So so what, what's your take? Just whatever you want to say. I, I I don't even know what question to ask you. I think it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's something that is, is a whole, whole thing. No, I think, uh, so yeah, my family, we have a restaurant and it's in downtown San Antonio where there's a lot of hotels and a lot of tourism. So I think the restaurant as a whole, you actually get a pretty interesting dichotomy of people who claim to be, and not, not, not in a bad way, but they're, they claim to be like the heart and soul of San Antonio because they're in the downtown area. They live there and that's where essentially the heart of their community is. But you also get a lot of tourists there, people who aren't familiar with the city, people who aren't familiar with like South Texas or Texas culture or San Antonio culture or even the Hispanic culture. Um, so it's kind of weird because you see both sides. Um, I think one of the funniest examples is we get uh, tourists from outside of Texas that'll come and ask us, oh, hey, how long's your family been here? And we'll tell them, oh, hey, the restaurant's been founded, uh, was founded in 1974. Um, I'll say it's by my grandfather, my, my, my grandfather, my dad will say by his dad. And then they'll say, no, no, no. We mean, how long have, how long have y'all been here? And so we'll say, um, well, we, I mean, we've been born and we were born and raised in San Antonio. And it's like the concept of us being from here doesn't click and they keep going until they straight up ask, well, how long ago was it before y'all moved into the United States? And it's just, it's weird hearing that from somebody because I, I don't think it's coming from a place of malice, but it's just one of those things where it's just so ingrained in their mind that, oh, hey, I'm yeah. in San Antonio. They're not from here. So I want to find out where they're from. And it's like, no, we've been here longer than everybody. The only reason we're... American and not Mexican is because they changed the border on us. You know, so I was just it's say, just, Hondo, is, is that your answer? Like, no, no, the United <laughs> States came to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, well, also, uh, just real quick, I think, like, just to spin off that really quickly and in such a visceral way, like, it's fucking wild that that is something that you have to deal with and so many people have to deal with because they're very obviously, uh, I don't know immigrants or not immigrants but not white whereas there's no one that would ever ask uh, a black person that because they they were brought here forcefully like 400 years ago and they basically like yeah. they are from here <laughs> like it's crazy that that's something that you can identify as um i guess a a, a, a slightly racist dog whistle but <laughs> yeah um, and that's for, the well, i, I that's think the i think what, from what honda was saying Wait, like I don't though? think it's a place of malice. Like I think it's genuinely being it's just like a predisposition. Like, you don't realize what you're saying. Wait, but but I've been in like with a group of friends that went to like an Italian restaurant in New York City, and like that same line of questioning happened to like the person that was making Italian food because they wanted to know like what province of Italy like like dealt with like the type of recipes they were. I just don't. I don't see racism. There. And the guy was like, "I was born in New York." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Dude, I don't know." Like, 
Uh, the the Brooklyn I, okay, province. I, I, yeah. 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 No, I I I came off wrong in that. I, that's not what I meant. I I didn't mean like a. What did I say? Dog whistle racism. Not a dog whistle. It's like a. Um, uh, I don't know. It that's has where to I do just... with racism, but yeah, it comes from a place of ignorance. I I I was trying to agree with you. My my bad. My apologies. That's not what I meant. It's not like some some. Well, but it's the same that, that like you're trying to and, and get other I've been races to the table around. before where like there'll be a group of non non-minorities white people and um, <laughs> they'll start asking like oh hey where like where are you from and they're like oh, i'm from california like no no no, but like where are you yeah. from and yeah like, of course of course I, we're like three generations we've been raised in california like i don't know what to tell you yeah I, I don't know it just seems like that would make me so much more upset not not uh being able to i guess identify stuff like that because yeah, you you're you, you've been an American as as long as as long as the 1600s and and it, it's still being treated in such a like viscerally <clears throat> wrong way is is wild. All right, let's get to the let's get to the Well, hold on. Honda, were you done there? I feel like you were going to keep going. Oh, no, and I was so just when I was speaking to the dichotomy, we have tourists and then we have people that are born and raised in San Antonio and they're actually speaking more about the city itself and they're talking sometimes like in an upset manner not always but just these are the ones that stand out in my head when i'm recollecting my previous experiences is you have the people standing out angry that these people are here in the first place because they're saying like why are you here if you're not interested in learning about the culture why are you coming to this restaurant and making all these false false assumptions uh like, why does everybody from San Antonio have to be from Mexico? So it's just, it's interesting when you see both sides of it, because I don't know, it's just people are so, that's where I, I want to say it's a predisposition, because it's like, it's just, you're naturally inclined to have a certain assumption about something. And it's just interesting that we're not at a point yet to where we can say, yeah, I have this assumption, but let me not act upon that assumption and figure it out first. So that way I can at least educate myself. You know what I mean? I think... What I want to get into now is essentially the thing that made me like most, most not not even upset. Like I was just completely dumbfounded by this. Drew Brees, <laughs> what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Uh, I I honestly I had never really known him more than his, uh, not even, I don't know, I guess longevity. Like I, I respected him as a quarterback, like as a as a a, a football player. I was like that dude's a good football player. I I didn't uh, know before today about just his general uh, conservative ideals and the fact that he pushes them pretty hard. Like when he when he's pressed, which is completely fine. But to do this now is so astounding to me because it's just as easy to not say anything. <laughs> Like it would have been as easy to say what he said, uh, as to say nothing at all. And like, okay, why... so I didn't read the article. Can you summarize it in like five sentences or less? I'll summarize it in <clears throat> LeBron's tweet back to him, <laughs> which is sponsor us. Essentially, you still don't get why Cap was kneeling. Like he he's essentially saying that even though he agrees with all of the stuff that's going on and that there needs to be justice for everyone in America that it still he does, doesn't, he doesn't want his home to get hit with a Molotov cocktail. It, it, it doesn't excuse you. Yeah. It doesn't excuse you from uh, disrespecting the flag, which I don't know where the, the connection is to like either of those points, except Colin Kaepernick. Like I, I don't know what, what, he was trying to draw except like uh, being an uh, opposition force to that that really specific stand um so i don't know man well so, so quick question uh joseph and uh, anybody i don't know this i don't have a way to look it up um people are offended at when play when anybody kneels during the national anthem i know with military it's cons like you're supposed to stand at attention with stuff like that, is there anything in a civilian or like in from our uh, like, are we supposed to always stand during the national anthem? Like, is that something where it's like that's like an untold rule or an expectation? Yes. Yeah. I, because it was taught at school. Don't you yeah, remember? Um, it's, a, it's a social. Well, we did the pledge. I remember the Pledge of Allegiance. 
It's a, no, no, no. I, so there it, is no official rule about standing during the national anthem. Okay. It's a social norm. Yeah, there definitely it, is not. And it's like not like we're North Korea. So it's not right, like right. breaking the law or anything. Yeah, now if, if there's a parade of tanks while they're playing the national anthem, my ass is going to stand. Because <laughs> I don't want to get shot. <laughs> It, it, it's just one of those things like it, it it didn't make any sense to say like to have said something is more of a statement than what was actually said is, is what my point of view is like he could have said nothing he took the opportunity and it was like a comment on another person's post it wasn't even like him just uh going out and putting on like his twitter feed or something it, it was like him commenting on another i think it was like an aaron Rodgers post of like him standing arm in arm with like his his players <laughs> I don't get it, dude. I don't get I don't get that. But also, how of, do you show up to work? Like, how are you going to show up next in a locker room full of black players and say, yeah, I, yeah. I said the right thing. Like, how are you OK with that? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the naivete of and I can't call it being naive. Like, I, I don't think I can justifiably call it being naive. At this point, it needs to be ignorant. Right. Like, you can't be. Yeah, you can't well, just not know. Like you have to understand that's a powder keg. Yeah, yeah. You're choosing to to close your eyes every time you see something that makes you uncomfortable <clears throat> about like your your privilege place in the world. So I, I I don't know if I was looking for like any kind of responses. I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. let's just yeah. let's just bulldoze over to the next point. I mean, he let him out yeah, powder, he yeah, barely early it. on in June got dumbest tweet award of the month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before the season even started, really great. Um let's just get get over to this thing um i i want to start with this because i think this will get uh, a lot of fireworks blasting off i want to say that the argument that adrian and hondo have been having on and off uh throughout the last couple days is based on these two sentiments that i i i I saw that that were pretty well placed uh in juxtaposition so like if you can say that a few bad apples in a bunch of good apples is the equivalency of the cops that are doing the bad shit to the cops that are actually policing well and doing right in their community and still say that the police force as a whole in America is ultimately a good thing, then why is it so difficult to say on the flip side of things that looters that are completely destroying a bunch of businesses that have not much to do with the protesters that are protesting peacefully um, are discrediting the entire protest as a whole. So I don't know why I haven't seen that tweet yet of like somebody taking a Fox News article about looters and just being like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. Yeah. Wait, that y'all haven't seen that? Uh, can, I'm pretty, memes all can, pretty sure I've that? seen that. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen that tweet. Okay, no, no, I'm, I I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I I, I want to say I've got that idea from a fucking tweet. So I, I'm not <laughs> claiming that I'm 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 that woke at all. Okay, but so it the, was a good. It was a good parallel to make. So so I, the I point think for that me this, and, and the thing is that like I complete. I will 100% acknowledge that I got this off of like several Facebook posts that just had a picture of Chris Rock with the quote. So like I don't know if he said it. It's 100% from Facebook. <laughs> um, he was like some some jobs aren't allowed to have bad apples. Like you can't just have pilots who like sometimes land and the other ones crash. Like there should be a standard that you're okay with doing this professionally. Right, certain professions yeah, don't I'm... have room for error, right? Yeah, you can't be a heart surgeon and be like, "Oh, I fucked that one up, he died." I mean, you can. You just got to <laughs> <laughs> spread them out. Um, I I would say that the the problem lies with the standards that we do hold for our police officers because it's fucking wild. Like, how can you get so many complaints? Like, the, one number I saw was like some motherfucker had like seventy complaints against him, and just no disciplinary action at all. Um, I think that's where it lies, but I I think that's that that also speaks to the 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 arguments that that, that y'all two were having about what it means to be um I guess entrenched in in this environment. Like, is it not just okay to loot? Is it like justifiable to 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 bring down whatever is a symbol of the system 
that is systematically bringing your people down. Like, I think that's where it comes down to, right? Can I tell you about my only problem with looting? That you don't get any of the free shit? Okay, so two problems. That's number one. Number two, uh, they were, it was just being done poorly, like inefficiently. I was watching the news, and it was like two hours of them live streaming, people going in and out of this gas station to get stuff. I'm like, how is it not empty yet? Like, that should have been done in 30 minutes. Start grabbing stuff off the shelves, you roll in your t-shirt, you take off. Like, people were coming out with two or three things. I'm like, you're not even trying. It's like they were just shopping, and they're like, I'm thirsty right now. I'll take a soda. Yeah, I'll take one soda. No, you take a six-pack. <laughs> and I, like there's no reason to steal the gas now it's so cheap so yeah <laughs> no but, uh it, it it turns into i i saw i want to say man i don't know what news network it was i don't even know if i've been watching any of the news network most of it has been coming from like fucking youtube and and twitter and and just short clips that i can digest in 20 seconds uh while shitting um i saw one interview with a, a guy that was in front of uh, I think like the promenade in, in Santa Monica that was just saying like, it doesn't make any sense. Essentially saying there's all of these cops around a bunch of protesters that are protesting peacefully, waiting for something to happen so that they can bust shit. While there's all of these looters that were just destroying these shops and there was no police presence except for like a couple blocks away where the protesters were being surrounded. So he was essentially saying, like, why don't they just move the cops over here and stop the looting and leave the peaceful protesters peacefully protesting and then just get back to them <laughs> when it, it, it's 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 like prioritization is not happening. And it almost seems like it's not happening on purpose, which I I, I understand is a wild conspiracy kind of take on it. But at a certain point where are we in america like is are certain conspiracies allowed to to be given a little bit more merit than than others what you're saying it's not it's it's not far-fetched when you say it yeah it's not far-fetched when you say it someone's you can say that and someone's gonna say oh yeah that does make sense why isn't that happening and that's gonna guys aliens exist (laughs) like we're yeah conspiracy theories are are 100 on the table yeah well no i mean i think some of those conspiracy theories like it it's a theory or it's a conspiracy theory versus just like a theory on how things work when you attribute it to like, oh, there's these nefarious people in power that are like pulling the strings when it's like, well, no, it's just kind of happening organically. Like it, It's just like a, a situation that is unfolding. No one's really in charge. No one really knows what's going on and everyone's doing their best. Uh, and, and this is just so like the, I have an example for you. In. Uh, my my cousin's baby daddy sent me a link on Instagram that was saying that like there was some kind of legal thing with Hillary on Tuesday, and that's why we were blacking out social media. Like that is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like this person <laughs> yeah. in charge is coordinated all of this, and I'm just like, dude, you're so dumb. Uh, and also, what is she in fucking charge of anymore? Like <laughs> the whole Epstein thing, man. They killed him, right? Uh. Think about she, that. How well, long ago was yeah, that? It was like four months ago. At least she's competent. Well, they got renewed. The the documentary just came out, so there's renewed interest. So they probably had to had to do uh, something about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so so like one of the things that I think is a like a misconception, right? Like in terms of the rioters and the looters and the protesters, like all like being a part of a conversation. Like there's one. Uh, there's one rioter make like a, a whole group of protesters a, a bad batch or what happened. it's just a few bad apples again. yeah there does, we it, go. Does, does it delegitimize them or yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And, and i'd say like it, it's um to a certain extent it's all about sending a message and it's all about not trying to display the need for change like that the time for that was during <clears throat> voting and during like uh putting policies in place the now it's about actually changing things, right? Like the this is not the the time for your leaders to be at the negotiating table. This is boots on the ground, right? That's what you're seeing from both the protesters and the the rioters and looters, right? They're, they're both just different uh, tactical forces. Like there's the 
I don't know, the shock troops that go in and actually bust heads, and then there's the infantry that goes and does a show of force and makes people feel like, shit, like, these people have their act together, are organized, and they can basically, like, overwhelm uh, a city block. They can overwhelm my city block, right? It, it's all about sending the message. And so you're s- organically, they're doing that without any sort of real leader or hierarchy or whatever. Uh, I, I do think that police forces, they actually have that hierarchy in place. There's things that are happening that maybe are a little bit more strategic, but at the same time, they're doing their best to to continue the status quo where they've had certain privileges. And I'd say this, like, what what better way to make sure that people know they need us than just standing around doing nothing while people's property is getting really jacked up and then they're going to call for, for more of us, give us more authority, give us more weapons, right? Like you stand by to make people is, ask for your help. Is that where it fucking backfires though? Because I've seen so many sentiments, I mean, especially from people that are going to get their insurance checks really quickly because they have massive policies because they're major corporations like Target and stuff like that. Just saying like stuff is stuff, lives are lives. Like, yeah, we get it. It's fine. Who cares? Yeah, well, it's about it's about humanity right now. It's not about our one fucking store in 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 St. Paul or whatever. Yeah, when well, uh, I'd say that it's it's a skirmish. It's a battle. Like we're it, it's something that's evolving as we speak. In uh, with anything. Well, like it's every, a game of yeah. It's, it's a game, game of chicken, right? One side, yeah. It's a game of chicken. One per they're both staring at each other, saying who's seeing who's gonna flinch first. And whoever flinches first is essentially going to lose, right? The problem is that, like, one side has a tank and the other side <laughs> driving a truck. So, like, or even it doesn't if you have don't, access to, to you a vehicle. Blink, like, <laughs> and that's, I think that's what really was the craziest thing for me, was sitting down Saturday night and watching the news and watching reporters get arrested and get fired upon and getting pepper sprayed. And I was like... First of all, if you're a terrible person and you want to beat people up for a living, like you don't do it on national TV. <laughs> like they've, they've lost control. They're just they're they're completely out of control, and it's it's well, to the point where like they don't can't do they have a leadership people. Sorry, go ahead. My bad, Andre. Go ahead. That was basically it. Like I understand that, and I'm going to give my cop friends an out here. Like I understand that being a cop is difficult, but standing on a man's neck for over eight minutes is not good police work, and I think everyone yeah. will agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's what I, was, I, so, I think everyone ha- like I think what what America has has at least stood up and said is that that is the case. Like, yeah, oh no, Joseph, that is, not cool. is bad. It, it's just well, okay. This is one thing that I that I also thought was fucking wild and crazy is the head of the union of police in Minneapolis, maybe Minnesota. I don't know how wide their coverage is i don't know if it's like statewide or whatever but the union of police uh, in at least minneapolis was like oh don't worry y'all all four of them will have their jobs back within a year Get the like he he, he fucking said that like that's 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 the avi- environment that, that, that well they, and that's like, the thing create. every time a cop has a problem with this like he'll just move a town over and yeah. get hired mm-hmm. again yeah. well and it, so the the mayor of louisville like uh, said that they were going to propose some changes in policy to make it to where that there was going to be more oversight. There was going to be a an independent independent review committee put in place and well, a couple of of other things that didn't seem like oh man these this guy is like wild and he just wants to like get rid of cops. It was like okay these are sensible things that yeah. could make people like happier. Like, what, like oh i thought this is how things yeah yeah it's like this, i thought this yeah. is how it actually worked yeah. like <laughs> I, it, it, that's not how it works that's fucking scary yeah, so, so well no to exactly his point joseph it works you just need to riot destroy buildings and do this for a week before it works well no 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 so get this a few bad apples like that theory totally vanishes under uh louisville because 200 cops organized and did a protest on oversight like the- yeah, because what, what like what ends up happening is whenever someone tries to institute some systematic change like that, it, it's basically saying like it's the cops standing up and saying, "Well, fucking look at what it's going to be like when you don't have cops." Like basically what you're saying, Adrian. Like it, it, the cops just decide, you know what? That's too dangerous, and I don't want to get fired. So like, look what it what it's going to be like, and we'll go on strike as a union. Yeah. As cops, we'll fucking go so on. So is the problem just unions then? 
<laughs> yeah, let's fucking become union busters. Let's bust well, all the like, unions. Down here, we're not used to that, right? Like, as a workforce, we don't have unions. There's nobody yeah. looking out for my yeah. job but me, and I do that by doing a good job. Like, if I came into work and took a shit on a desk, they would probably fire me. <laughs> probably. But if you're a cop. <laughs> but if I had a but if union, you're a cop. the union would be like, you can't fire him. Yeah. No, no. If you if you're a cop, you could, you could like shit on 700 desk and maybe one chest and you'd still be fine well only if they asked you to just consent no no, no only if they only if they asked specifically not to do that <laughs> would you be okay because <laughs> then you would have been threatened with your like life livelihood so that's like oh that's you threatened thing. me i'm glad asking you me not to because even as a kid like my brothers and i would always see it happen and like oh he was in fear for his life right and like as a brown man I have to make sure that when I get stopped in a traffic stop, like keep my hands on the steering wheel and don't yeah. like don't make any sudden movements because he has the the right to shoot and kill me, and I'm just like I can do nothing to stop that. Yeah, and that's that's I mean having to deal with that like uh who who was the kid Tamir Rice right it was the twelve year old who had like a toy gun and shit like to have to tell someone that young and 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 give that much of a dose of reality to to a child that you take away their childhood i mean and and i i don't know what the the i don't know what the mystery is after that like if you take away kids childhoods yeah they're gonna they're gonna grow up to be resentful and 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 uh distrustful of, of anyone that that's supposed to be helpful is that what happened to, to Josh? Be... I think so, yeah. <laughs> well, no. We'll, we'll ask. I, I'd say this, like, it, it becomes a... You start to see everyone as an enemy when you see that everyone's complicit and everyone's benefiting from the system yeah. that seems to be putting you, you You cannot change it. Yeah. You can do nothing to fix this problem. Yeah. Now. Can, we get right. into the, can we get into the Adrian Hondo fight now? No, actually, uh, I think I. I no, it, it seems it seems like they they kind of they kind of they kind of. No, I. The... We I think we came to a common ground. Adrian's point is saying they're trying to they're not going to wait until November to try to do this because it's something that needs to be changed now. So by instituting and assuming they're all part of the same bunch, and by instituting the riots, they're creating immediate change, and that's prevalent. And based off of the example that he gave, where they're having like an overview committee, you're seeing a lot of the activism online. So it's instituting a change. Immediately, as opposed well, to shit, shit is changing real quick. Like there, there is at least yeah. a lot of stuff happening. Like the six officers in Atlanta that were uh, fired, and yeah. I think all being charged now. I mean, all of uh, yeah, all four Floyd's of the killers. officers that were in all four of Flo- uh, the officers with Floyd are being charged, and then like six officers in Atlanta were fired or were fired. Some in Chicago got put on leave. Like it's happening a lot. But that that never would have happened without all of this going on. Well, and, and okay. not without Some all shit, of though. this going on, without without the really nasty bits of it going on, right? Like, how many times has this happened and there's been peaceful protests? How many times all has right, this happened? And nothing happened. I, I need to take a time out because I'm going to be really mad if I, if I have to admit that Josh is right. But none of you guys have seen Star Wars Rep or more, so I'll summarize. Saw Guerrera who you know is Forrest Whitaker. Oh, and, yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. One. No, no, no. He, he was I know very, like, very extreme, very violent, very much like we have to kill civilians to get our point across as rebels. Um, and I do not condone that in time of war. Like, I think he was in the wrong to do that. But what it sounds like is at this point, in order to enact change, is that okay? Like, is it okay for these people to start killing civilians? Or is that too far? Like, where do we draw the line? Well, and and I that's what say I'd say. That, that, it flips. It flips because that was the, the civilians mindset are being of, poli- of police. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> the police are, have that mindset. Like, we need to uh, ensure law and order and ensure that property is uh, sacred in this country because that's what capitalism is, well, and, is and, having and the goods a, to sell to the masses. Yeah, and if we take a life, like, the ends justify the means. So the police are Saw Guerrero, and I'm still in the right, and Josh is still wrong. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but we're. I I think the 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 tide is turning very quickly. Well, I think the the turntables have have turned. 
turned. <laughs> <laughs> but but like that that's the thing. Like as nasty as like the the looting has been, and like there's been some insane videos. No one's killed of, a cop. Uh, well, no one. Gl- gladly, it seems like no one's killed anyone. There's been a lot of people that have went and done some really stupid stuff. And it's like win stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like the old guy that said all lives matter and started shooting people with the crossbow ended up getting like <laughs> like broken arms and a busted face. That uh, I but, don't and get lost his whole like, car. Lost his whole he, car. He was dumb enough to not realize that like something was gonna happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he, he was and just wanted to, not to think die. There's thousands of people, I'm one person with a crossbow. <laughs> I mean, that's a dope way to commit suicide. Was what if he was really for big, the cause and just like tired of life? What if he was just like really big this hero is... fan? <laughs> but so like yeah, you're, uh, you're trying to forward a cause while killing yourself at the same time, right? Yeah, your death means something. Just, I want the world to be better, but I don't want to be part of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just stupid, just totally stupid. And, and like, luck, luckily for us, I, I have haven't heard or read any news where like the 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 bad people on the protesting side has killed someone. I think there's been some a lot of stupid things that happened and people have gotten injured. I I think there's been a couple of I didn't of hear deaths. anything I didn't hear anything from the yeah. no, no from, so, no, from the, the police side. Yeah, no, there's been anyone. Yeah. No, no, oh, yeah. yeah, and I and like and this is the Buffalo sound. thing. I probably was the closest yeah. I saw that video. There was it, a kid but... that was shot in Minneapolis too, but I think it was from the police side. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. again, like protesters and police, the way I see them those are uh, two sides, fight, like currently in the middle of a battle. Like those are those are no longer civilians and police. Those are two sides, and they both have soldiers. Like I'm talking about, like but random, one is one is wildly over. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> random like civilians getting like murdered by like either side. You know, and, okay. and like that's the thing. Like you, all right. You see, like Weird, this, but okay. You see a girl that's going to no bystanders. Store, that's what you're walking about. by, and she's getting hit by. By pepper yeah, yeah. balls by the well, police. Well, that, that whole the whole Atlanta shit was because they were like just going home, right? Like they were just driving home, yeah. and they got their window broken. Well, did you see the pulled out? Of I the think I car. shared the video in Slack where like the the store owners called nine one one, and they yeah. ended up getting arrested yeah, that because was, they were black. It's yeah, fucking ridiculous. And like they're they're pointing at the looters, and this reporter is telling them like, no. They are the owners of this store. Like they didn't do anything wrong, and, and they, they were just like, uh, and they were just, uh, they, yeah. They all of a sudden couldn't hear. Like couldn't hear they, what they, she was saying. I think what happens is like it's one of those things where you can't be wrong for a second. Like I think the job, but also okay. No, you were wrong for a second. Listen to what she's saying and no, no, make no, the that, right decision. No, no, no but do you have to you admit that you're wrong? wrong for a you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like admitting you're wrong is something you can't do once you you've gotten that ingrained in you as no, part I of the police force. I didn't run to the bunker to hide. I was just inspecting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, which is what the cops can't do. Yeah. Fucking shit. Um, okay. Well, and so this is where, so, and I'm going to use a generality here, and tell me if y'all agree with this or not. But I think that goes along with the stereotype that policemen, when they're out, when they're out and about doing this stuff, they're taught to react. They're not taught to assess, right? And so it's one of those things where they see something happening. Their goal is to try to control and maintain, even if they're not necessarily doing it in the right context, because that's what they're trained to do. Well, I think that's why one of the, I guess, major points of reform that the protesters are looking for is essentially you have to be part of a community to police it like that's one of the things that they want to drive into law is that if you are policing a community if you're a beat cop for a specific community you are part of that community you live in that area because that would change so much shit if you actually knew all the people like imagine rolling up on just a domestic violence call and being pissed that your neighbor who has done this before was beating up on his wife again and it would be so much easier for you to like beat the shit out of him but in a justified way and then take him to jail because you know that's what's going on versus you get there you don't know what the hell is happening someone said this someone said that now everyone's yelling at you you don't know what to do so you just shoot the guy like that that's what happens when you're not part of the community or you roll up and like some dude that's always drunk on Saturday night is drunk again on Saturday night. And you're like, all right, man, I'm going to take you to the drunk tank because there's nothing else I can do. And you're ruining like this party. 
Well, and, and I guess like that's the that's like the weird um, divide that you see in in like rural America and like how they think of cops. Like the cops that they deal with are the cops that live right next door. There's there's not like another precinct in the middle of nowhere Oklahoma or the middle of nowhere Nevada, right? Like it's just everyone knows everyone, and we all work and live in play in the same like little little town of civilization amongst all this wilderness there there isn't like the type of bullshit that goes on in these cities where it's like well i can live in the suburbs and i go to what slowly becomes to me like a war zone in my mind when i go to like the inner city where my beat is and everyone there is like an enemy or could be friends with an enemy like like you start seeing I, I things think differently it'd be- It'd be interesting to look at statistics like that, like how things are handled in super rural areas, especially Texas, like all the places that are just su- such, I don't know, like, I don't want to say shitholes, but I'm a Texan, so shitholes uh, in Texas <laughs> and how they're policed and, and the, 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 the reason things are so wildly different and how it informs just the attitude towards outsiders as as a, a general a general understanding of of people not just outsiders that are in your town right now it's like anyone that comes from outside at any point in time or you go outside of your hometown and you treat everyone differently because they're outsiders to you even though you're the outsider going in man Uh, okay i've got a i've got a legitimate question now that, that we've been talking about this for a while is what's missing is the piece that's not in the pot that's boiling and about to boil over a charismatic leader it is 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 martin luther king jr what is not present in our society today no 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 i'd say that like if anything and like like i'll be it like great man he put solidarity and purpose into like a movement but again the real change happened after they killed him and there was chaos in the streets okay like, so you need, you need Jesus. You need a martyr of some kind. Oh no, no! I I think George you Floyd martyr? was enough. George Floyd was enough this time around, right? Like there's chaos in but, the streets. Well, he, I think so, he was just he was the straw. Like yeah. there were so many before this that happened, and there was the reaction. It just wasn't this visceral, and it wasn't this widespread. Like yeah. there were protests the last couple and of people times didn't happen. People didn't have no job to go back to. I think that's the that's biggest also thing. True. Is like, like we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody's sitting up and seeing this information. And I think this was the straw that finally did it. Like this has been building for a while and this is what happens when you so let when, this happen for twenty to thirty to four hundred years. <laughs> one one thing that I've seen one thing that I've seen consistently that like is the most uh I don't know, moving thing that I, I see on the these news reports or just the video coverage of like what's going on. There's always someone there, especially when it's really peaceful and really poignant. There's always someone there that takes up that mantle of being the leader of that specific group of people and has people around them that prop them up to make sure that they're heard and everyone listens and most of the time they're really young kids and that's like the most impressive and the most i don't know uh are you saying this needs a greta i i think there's (laughs) i would say that there's there's definitely more charismatic and more not intelligent i don't want to say intelligent there's there's I don't know if she's oh, charismatic as much as she's just like right, and yeah. that's why people yeah. follow her. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to listen to her. I listen to her because I know what she says is the truth. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that 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 tracks. There's a lot of kids in their communities right now that are heading up these protests, and like I said, especially when they're super peaceful and super poignant, and they're talking to the police officers as well as the protesters and telling them exactly what people need to hear right now, which is. I don't want to live like this. Like you all have lived like this for such a long time as the older generations that are going out. If you're 50 and 40 and 30 and 20 and protesting, 
and I'm 16 and I have the rest of my life ahead of me and I don't want to live in this manner anymore. I need to make sure that my voice is heard because I'm the one that's going to keep fighting this fight and maybe make a difference when you haven't. And I'm not saying like other generations need to be embarrassed or, um, well, I, I, yeah, you know what? I will. White people <laughs> in previous generations should have done more. I, I think that well, that's, I, I that's don't, obvious. No, no. I, I'd say like the, the circumstances, uh, what, what is it? Uh, the past is a different country. Like the norms are different. Everything is different. Like you're asking for a lot of change that happened in a short amount of time to end up being right. I, I'd say this. Um, it is weird in terms of generationally. Like you had civil rights leaders that were charismatic uh, that were coming up in the 60s. Um, I don't know if this is this. I think this kind of dovetails into like a conversation we had um, on the pod maybe six months ago. I don't know. But in terms of like the lost generation, like I do think Gen Xers like have no leadership. Like we talked about like in our like a job and like in the corporate world, it really does feel like um, there, there's not a lot of Gen Xers. There's a lot of really old guys in leadership positions that like have like been like a little bit past due, but there's no like person in line that makes sense. It's a little younger. But then you have like a lot of millennials like going up very, very fast. And I do think that that's kind of the same thing that's going on right now from a political standpoint, from like this activism standpoint. Uh, I, I just feel like Gen Xers, for some reason, don't have that charisma. A lot of them don't. Yeah. Well, and how do you follow the greatest generation? Right? Yeah. Like, how do you <laughs> live up to that? I, they got a complex, I guess. So no, it, Joseph just... did ask that question, and that was my answer. Is I do think it's a leadership problem, like, and you, you see this in this is a, probably a not a equivalent example, but you see this in businesses that have poor leadership, like they don't do well, and I think that's the problem in the police industry is that you have someone who <clears throat> has done the job forever, right? But that person isn't always a good manager. There's somebody who knows how to do the job that may not be the best manager for the spot. And I think the important thing there is that you need somebody who can lead. So you look at uh, Atlanta's police, chief of police. You look at Art Acevedo here in Houston, like marching with the protesters, going out and talking to people and starting a, a dialogue with the community. Like that's what we need. And then it needs to be continued. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like Art Acevedo's speech, he gets emotional. Like he's going to start crying in front of yeah. this community because he knows like he lived it as a brown man like he understands the problems and he's like you know we we want to fix this atlanta's chief I, of police I, wait 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 wait. Like, but wasn't houston pd the the one that did the no knock raid and killed that person just like a few weeks ago i wouldn't be surprised yeah, but he's, he hasn't been he hasn't been uh the chief of police long enough to actually have cleaned up the shit and again it but was it, it, it but comes in, down to in austin didn't he, the like the like the community felt like things were better, but the statistics actually showed that it was worse under him. I feel like he's just a good PR guy. That's what he is. People bring him in when they need good PR. Nah, I, I wouldn't say that. Okay, I, I so would Atlanta. Say it's, Atlanta it's the is the same. other example. Like Atlanta, she went out and she said, like, look, I know people are wondering, how do we forcefully end these protests? And I've told my officers, we're not going to do that. And sure enough, something happened. And all six officers have been fired in the last 48 hours. So, like, that is real and quick change. It's good leadership to realize there's a problem and we need to fix it quickly. Yeah, I, but I on the, the flip side, couldn't you say... To, to... No, go ahead. Uh, I was saying, on the flip side, can you say it's good leadership, though, if you need something of this magnitude to happen before you realize it's a problem? Like, a CEO doesn't wait until the company's bankrupt before people start saying, hey, he's probably not a good CEO. You know what I mean? Sometimes they that's do. the thing. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 we'll say this. So my, bad example. Bad example. My my counterpoint to that would be that it all falls down on like I said, there's there's these unions that that decide these things and they're the ones that take all the firings to an appeals uh process that is heavily weighted towards the officers uh specified rights and protections and and they don't make any sense. They're not like individual civilians and they are civilians they're police officers they're still civilians they're not military so they shouldn't get these ridiculous uh, amounts of immunity from doing terrible terrible shit 
and not being able to be sued for it or not being able to be brought to justice in a a, a, a real way. So, so even so, if you get someone that's trying to reform everything, doesn't matter when the the union is going to get them reinstated in the next six months. So here's, I guess, where I think it was so easy to fall into the misconception of like cops are here to serve and protect and we need to reform them to get back to their roots. It's like the the idea of police officers and cops, yeah, they're here to serve and protect, but they're here to serve up beatings to protect rich people's property. Like that's that's what they're being. It's like trying well, to ask serve and protect. Serve and protect was like the greatest marketing gimmick ever, right? That there was never the actual. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was never the actual tagline of police no, until no. Like yeah, someone actually, said it. No, they actually said that like the they have no. Um, they're not bound to serve or protect. I think it actually went to the Supreme Court and it said it's just like a slogan um, for recruiting. But Yeah, but, I mean, it's like I'm loving it, right? Like yeah. not everybody loves McDonald's. <laughs> but, but you are. No, but but I, I do think McDonald's. like as an institution, like you don't... Re- but uh, but you're dead. <laughs> as an institution, you, you can't reform something from like totally away from what it was originally instituted for. That'd be like trying to say like, uh, I don't know, like... You can turn McDonald's into a four-star restaurant? No, no, not even, because that's still, like, feeding people, right? Like, it can reform there, but it's more like trying to turn, like, the, the a pedophilia club into, like, I don't know, something that other than something gross. Like, you, you can't... Why, why did... Why, why, why were you able to come up with why club, like, club why and then not... not you, couldn't, you couldn't come up with, like, a, a, an extreme juxtaposition of that? <laughs> I couldn't... Like, like, I don't know. I couldn't because everything sounds gross <laughs> next to that. But it's just like it, it's an institution that at its very core, the premise of it is is not something that's there to help people. Like you just kind of need to grow a whole nother institution in parallel and, and let this one wither and die. I think Adrian is trying to bully us into a privatized police force for all communities. Which no, 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 it, either. no. Yeah. It needs to. It needs to be one hundred percent like public because privatized just ends up being terrible for for everyone, right? Like what you it's need serve is, and protect your like, profits as opposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it needs to be something in terms of actually being built on the idea that you're there to do social work. Um, and diffuse situation. I, I don't know. It just needs to be something different. And then there should probably be some some really good ideas that I've heard thrown out. Are like okay, like for all of these civil disputes about like cops doing wrong and ending up being found guilty, but it's not a like a, an actual criminal trial. It's a civil trial. Well, that comes out of cops' pensions, and then that'll really one change a lot of behavior now, but two also bankrupt it to the point where all the good people end up going to whatever new profession and institution you end up making up because it's it's not good to be a cop. And then eventually it'll die. Well, counterpoint, RoboCop. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. in. I'm in 100%. <laughs> yeah. Because RoboCop killed a lot of white people. Yeah, yeah. And most most of them business owners. Most of them business owners. So <laughs> no, there were a lot of gangsters. Um I had a point there and I forgot what it was. It's gone. Adrian was talking too much. Sorry. Let me check my Facebook feed and see if I remember. Oh, okay. Here's no. the problem. <clears throat> and number one is like at people who are mad at people who are looting or like burning a car. Um, have they never seen a team from a major city win a sports championship? Or have and they never s- watched fucking <laughs> Robocop? Because when like when Philly lights things on fire or New York or LA or Cleveland, whoever the hell it is, I don't know the Cleveland <laughs> ever, um, lights things on fire, like no one cares. Everybody rolls their eyes and they move on with their day. But I think that's because a lot of those people out there are white. I'm pretty sure Philly rioted when uh Adam won a man versus food challenge that one time. I think Philly will riot for anything. They just want to. Like it's in their blood. Philly riots on every like, other Tuesday. You can't let that be not a big deal and this be a big deal. Like it just, it's not possible. Well, the other thing that that just to bring it all the way back to the fucking social media is all of the people rioting about, or not, not rioting. We'll call it protesting all the people protesting to get a fucking haircut and, and go eat dinner. No problems when they're marching into fucking city hall with, uh, loaded rifles, (laughs) AR 15s. 
not an issue. As soon as you're kneeling in front of cops in riot gear uh, while wearing a tie-dye shirt that has Obama's face on it, yeah, you're you're donezo. Oh, no, so... Sorry, but... So, the coolest thing that I've seen is, like, there's been a lot of... I, I, it's just weird. It's weird seeing people uh, pick, pick a side, and there's a lot of unhypocritical Second Amendment gun nuts that have seen what's going on out in the streets, and they're like, you know what? I'm marching... With the protesters, because I feel like it's an unlawful use of force, and uh, I think what lives in their head is like first they came for this this group of people, then they came for this group of people, and then there was no one left like to protect me. For, they came for my gun. Yeah. and then they're yeah. gonna come for my guns. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I like applaud them for being uh, people that I would have expected to be very hypocritical. Of, at least the ones I've seen out out and about in, in videos, but they're. They're like, no, like this is about rights. You have a First Amendment right. I have a Second Amendment right. Let's both exercise them. And if a cop wants to start some, something, I, I do think uh, that's exactly what that Second Amendment was written for. Yeah, and, and that goes into like, I, I think what you're getting at is the part, I guess, of the subsection of humanity where everything starts from a a place where you can understand. Like, Every major group of people starts from a place where it's obvious what the goal is. And as it gets further and further, I guess, co-opted by people that just want to make their point of view more prevalent, that's when it starts getting muddled and it starts getting twisted and it starts not being about the original idea. Because, like, even uh, – it's so stupid. It's such a lame thing, but it's it made me laugh the anonymous uh so-called hacks of the police department website and shit and like uh all of the stuff that is just oh now you have anonymous in on this now you have the the two ayers in on this now you have like all of these groups of people coming together to to be behind this one major uh i don't know vessel or or vehicle for change it's it's interesting and scary and has glimmers of hope in it and also glimmers of apocalyptic apocalyptic end of the world kind of shit in it and i don't know where we're going i just know i'm down for the ride <laughs> well it, it's um it, it's funny because it's uh it, it's you see it in in chimp behavior in terms of like uh, there's a, always a leader but then when that leader falls there, it's always because a team or a group of of other chimps decided that that he went from being a like a benevolent rule, ruler to a tyrant, and it's time for them. It's time for him to go, and and they all have their their reasons for that, but but they all decided like at one point in time, it, okay, like uh, et tu Brutus, uh, they they go and stab him, you know, like off he goes, and then usually, yeah, and then usually with chimps they they eat him too. Yeah, I think you're describing the plot of White House Down. Do chips <laughs> eat other chips? Is that a is that a fact? Did you make only their asses? That's only the asses. Fact. It's a fact. That's gross. Um, no, but uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about in terms of time as a flat circle is it sounds like we learned Chimp, uh, chimps. No, no, it sounds like we learned a lesson, right? Like in terms of uh, obviously protests that are peaceful don't really do a lot. It sounds like we're learning a lesson, I would say. And these violent protests have enacted change. But, like, that's kind of the, like, as much as it is a truth, it is, like, a bad lesson to take. What I'm worried about is in the worst possible uh, of all worlds, which we kind of seem to be living in right now, does Trump lose the election? And do Trump people remember how this went down and decide that it's not about it's not about being right. It's about being on top. And being on top means rioting in the streets, looting, shooting, doing all these terrible things. Oh, 100%. But have you seen Trump supporters? I mean, I've, how many how many of these cops are Trump supporters? You know, like how, like, I don't know. I just feel, I feel very weird in that I'm almost like, I'd, I'd prefer 
of President Trump that has to have some sort of semblance of presidency, presidentialism, whatever it is. And like he ha- he's kind of forced to tone it down by the institution versus like totally off the rails with like this huge Twitter following with this huge like, I, I don't know, like parallel so- social media arm that can just be just inciting insanity without having to actually do any governing. Until you mean like these crazy happening people right now? put him in power. I would like to remind everyone that when uh, he got elected, Adrian was like, "No, we're all going to be fine." <laughs> well, I mean, it lasted it lasted for four and, years, and now your doomsday theory is like the whole world is going to burn. No, no, no. I I think I think another four years of a President Trump actually not that bad. I mean, I got $1,200, man. Send me another $1,200. You know, let's keep that going. (laughs) I I am afraid of what happens when it's not President Trump, when it's like private citizen Trump that has this giant megaphone that knows he has like the most violent of us behind him. (laughs) That isn't shackled down by government anymore. Yeah, yeah. And has like learned the lesson of, you know what? Violence equals change. Okay, but is he going to learn that lesson? I think the crazy people right beneath him probably are learning that lesson right now. Okay, but is he going to listen to anybody other than himself? I, I just, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of an off the rails. I, I feel like I am now Trump. in the position that you were four years ago when you were like, we're going to be fine. Because I'm like, no, no, no. If he doesn't get elected, like, we're going to be fine. He's too dumb to fuck things up. <laughs> let's, let's bring this back to our roots. I'm imagining that Don is Dom and... Uh, Steve Mnuchin is Brian breaking him out of the prison bus. That's what's going to happen because Trump is going to be headed to prison like right as soon as the next president is sworn in. And and on that trip, Steve Mnuchin is, is going to get his posse together to, to break him out. I, and uh, no, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I just feel like that it couldn't even get that far. Like there's too many. That's my great- American fan fiction. <laughs> There's too many crazy people that will like riot in the streets now if Trump get I don't know, gets anything that really should be coming to form. Well, you heard it here. Vote this November for your civil war because time is a flat circle. And that's it. We'll catch you next time. Be yourself just like everyone else. Bye. <laughs>